Do you feel stuck and repeat? Are you in a loop of missed opportunities, unmet goals, feeling stagnancy in your personal growth and a nagging sense of underachievement? I know you want more. That's why I'm inviting you to join our year in review private audio course, Pivot for More in 2024. Break free, design and live a life where you are winning at work and at home. You'll learn to celebrate your wins, learn from the losses, realign your life's goals with your true potential, and reignite your journey with a clear, powerful plan. Act now. Text PIVOT to 1-804-913-2579. Make 2024 the year of no regrets. As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. Hello and welcome to the Engineer Your Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. James Bryant, your guide to winning at work and at home. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success in business and in life. And I hope that you are having a great week. We're working to continue to expand the reach of the podcast. And if you have found this podcast helpful, please share it with a colleague or a friend. Now, some of you may be wondering who might benefit from podcasts. Hmm. You can use the lens of the three questions that changed my life. So you can ask yourself this. Or you can ask your friends this. And here are the three questions. Do you want to win at work? Do you want to win at home? Are you winning at work and at home? So if there are people in your world who cannot answer that last question with a resounding yes, then this podcast is the place for them. In fact, if you can't answer yes to are you winning at work and at home, then use the link in the show notes to grab a complimentary session with me today. Last week in episode 132, I talked about my journey from an engineer managing multi-million dollar research projects and a research program, as well as the volunteer technical committees for the Transportation Research Board to an executive coach who now aids others in designing and living a life where they went at work and home. So this journey was years in the making. I also share some guiding principles that are applicable if you want to make that next transition, whether that transition is into entrepreneurship or that's going to be the next level of management or leadership within your organization. So I wanted to share those principles again this week because I think they're really super important. So number one was awareness and vision. So recognizing where you are and when change is necessary is that first step, which is followed by envisioning where you want to be. So for me, it was seeing the potential of personal development in the context of engineering. Principle number two is just all about building new skills. My engineering background served me as a solid foundation, but as I broadened my skill set to accomplish leadership coaching, business strategy and business coaching and more, it really helped me to achieve the vision of the life and business that I wanted. Another guiding principle was proactive adaptation. 
So in life, anticipating changes and adapting to new environments is key for your long-term survival. Be ready to adapt to who you need to be. As I transitioned, I proactively embraced marketing and content creation, as well as podcasting, being on the radio, all to establish my brand. And then there's support and team building, which is leveraging your support from family mentors and eventually constructing a team that can complement your skills. Those things really do help to accelerate your success. And last is just resilience and persistence. So any transition that you make is going to test your resolve. So strong materials are, are formed under heat and pressure. So don't give up when things get hard. Resilience is pivotal to making successful shifts in one's career and in one's life. So this week, we're kicking off a new series on winning the workforce war. We're going to delve into the age old question. What does it take to attract and keep the right team? So this is going to be a four part series where we're going to take a panoramic view of workforce development, drawing from the past wisdom while keeping a firm hand on the changing nature of today's dynamic work environment. As companies worldwide vie for top talent, understanding the core needs and desires of employees remains a critical factor in shaping an organization that not only attracts, but also retains top talent. So in, in part one, we're going to talk about what employees really want. That's going to be the focus for our episode today. Part two, which will be next week, is building a winning company culture. And there you're going to discover some steps that you can take to assess and shape company culture to accelerate and sustain the growth that you want. In week three, we're going to talk about maximizing potential. So it's employee growth through personal and professional development. So you're going to learn how to empower your team to reach their fullest potential by providing growth opportunities that align with your company's goals, but also their personal goals. And then on week four, it is all about adapting to the evolving workforce. So in that final week, we're going to tackle the challenge of change. As leaders, how do we adapt to an ever-evolving workforce shaped by technological advancements, as well as shifting career expectations? So that's going to be all of the pieces that are going to be provided in the series. And at the end of this, what I really want you to be able to do is to take actionable steps. So each week we're going to provide some action steps, some practical things that you can do to help you to attract and retain the workforce that you need. You know, businesses today are confronting a range of complex issues when it comes to employee recruitment and retention, many of which reflect a shift in workforce expectations in the broader social economic environment. So here are a few prominent challenges that businesses are facing right now. One is shifting workforce expectations. So employees today, especially millennials and Gen Zs, are looking for more than just a paycheck. They seek purpose, work-life balance, and a company culture that aligns with their personal values. Uh, number, issue number two is the remote work revolution. So the pandemic has accelerated the adoption of remote work and employees are now seeking flexibility in when and where they work. So 
this transition challenges traditional recruitment strategies and also necessitates a reevaluation of retention approaches to satisfy the desire for flexibility while maintaining the productivity that your company needs for its bottom line. Uh, Issue number three is competition for talent. So the economy is experiencing a boom in certain sectors, which has intensified the competition for qualified candidates. So this heightened competition really leads to longer hiring times as well as increased costs. Another issue that we still face, and this is one of the top 10 issues that came up in the survey that we did last year of engineering professionals is burnout and mental health. You know, the pressure to meet tight deadlines and the work extended hours can lead to really high turnover rates as well as just your employees being burned out. So businesses need to adapt their recruiting and retention strategies to address these challenges proactively. And you do that by embracing innovation to your approaches, um, looking for looking to foster a positive and supportive environment that you that can help you better attract and retain the talent that you need to grow and succeed. And so most of my experience is in the highway maintenance field. And in terms of looking for workers, it would be or your workforce would be construction and maintenance workforce. And as I look at some unique issues, and I guess it's not unique, but it would be specific issues for that sector. One would be an aging workforce. So many in the construction and highway maintenance field have an agent workforce. As older workers retire, there's a growing need to attract younger workers to fill that role. So issue number two is attracting those younger workers. So the industry often struggles to attract young talent. They may perceive construction and maintenance work as less desirable compared to the tech jobs or the office jobs. And so changing this perception is really key for recruitment. And and because of all of that, at least to the third issue, which is skill shortages, there's often a shortage of skills to trade people and technicians, particularly in specialized areas. And so this shortage can make recruitment challenging and increase the reliance on subcontractors. And guess what? The subcontractors are having an issue finding people as well. So there may be some agencies that you you will find people, you'll train them, and then your subcontractors may hire them because they may be able to pay them more money than what you can pay. So it's this cycle that we're really in. And I'm not going to be able to answer or address all of these questions, but these are just things to think about on this issue. I, I do want to talk a little bit about employee engagement. And there was a a recent Gallup survey that talked about employee engagement. And one of the findings is that employee engagement is now stagnant. So in 2023, only 33% of U.S. employees were engaged in their work or workplace. So that was down from 36% in the survey that was conducted in 2021. So this, uh, again, represents a loss of productivity and performance in organizations. And one of the main issues that came up in that study was role clarity and how that has declined. So most of the, the most fundamental element of engagement, knowing what is expected at work, dropped significantly since 2020, especially for hybrid and remote workers. So this affects collaboration feedback, goals, well-being, as well as team cohesion. 
And this kind of leads back to the whole remote workforce revolution and how we have to adapt. Now, in some fields, like in highway maintenance and in the construction area, you're in the field, so you're there in person. You are a frontline staff. And so they're dealing, that's a separate set of issues. But for the listeners that are in engineering firms or in the design and construction or in the design space, you may have this issue that you're facing with your remote teams. So what do we want to talk about today? We want to talk about what employees want. So I asked our good friend, Chad GPT, what's the top 10 list of what employees want? So I'm going to read for you that list. And then I'm going to talk about another study that I came, that I ran into in researching for this episode. So the number one issue that ChatGPT rated was job security, that employees want to feel secure in their jobs and not worry about losing them, especially during times of economic uncertainty. Number two was work-life balance, that employees want to maintain a healthy work-life balance between you know, their work and personal life, that they're looking for that balance. Number three was respect, that employees want to be treated with respect and dignity by their colleagues and their managers. Number four is trust. Employees want to uh, work in an environment where they can trust their colleagues as well as their colleagues that can trust them. Number five is growth. And here it's just talking about opportunities for growth and development in their careers. Number six is purpose. Employees want to feel that their work has meaningful purpose and contributions to something larger than themselves. We mentioned this a little bit earlier about Gen Zs and millennials. Number seven is autonomy, that employees want to have some level of autonomy in their work and the flexibility to perform their jobs using their individual strengths. Uh, Number eight is learning and development. Employees want to have opportunities to learn new skills and develop their existing ones. Number nine is financial stability. Employees want to work for an employer that is financially stable and secure. And number 10 is well-being. Employees want their employer to to prioritize their well-being and provide them with flexible working conditions, work-life balance, and skills development. So as usual with ChatGPT, there's some things that it repeats. Sometimes it does a great job of summarizing things, and other times it repeats a few things. But you can understand the common theme of what people are looking for. So now I want to read the results of another study that I found in researching this episode. And I think you'll find this one particularly interesting. And so in this study, they asked employees, you know, what do they want? And I'm going to read the list starting at what's most important to them. So this list is what employees want, and it's in order of importance to them. Okay. Number one, full appreciation for work done. Number two, feeling quote unquote in on things. So feeling like you're a part of the team and part of those management decisions. Number three is, you know, to have their employer to be sympathetic on their personal issues. Number four is job security. Number five, good wages. Number six, interesting work. Number seven, promotional growth opportunities. Number eight, personal loyalty to workers in terms of what they are looking for from their management team. Number nine is good working conditions. 
And number 10 is tactful discipline. So what are your thoughts on the list and how would you rank those? And what would you think if I told you that the list, the rank order list that I just read you is from a survey that came out in 1946? Uh, the form in facts, and it's from the Labor Relations Institute of New York. It was produced again in 1949 in personnel magazines. And so these issues that we're talking about today are not new issues. They dealt with those issues in the 40s. We're dealing with those issues right now. We've dealt with those issues before. And each time we have to continue to adapt to address the concerns of our employees to attract the people that we want on our team. So what are some actions that you can take? And we're going to get into this as we go further into this series. Uh, You can cultivate a culture of appreciation and inclusion. And so you can ensure that every team member feels valued by acknowledging their contributions openly and frequently. This can be through personalized thank you notes, shout outs during meetings, or celebrating team success. This is not a one size fits all, but you begin to learn what works for the people on your team. This also allows them to uh, feel as if they are in on things when you are empowering them through that kind of engagement. Another thing that you can do is to provide some support beyond the workplace. So thinking about work-life integration, uh, that's key in offering a sympathetic help with personal problems. It shows employees that they are valued beyond their work output. So this can include providing access to counseling services, offering flexible work arrangements, or even just having an open door policies for employees to discuss their challenges with you. A number three is create a very clear career path or path for advancement and job security. So you want to offer clear opportunities for growth by mapping out potential career pathways within the company. And you want to pair that with some ongoing training and development to prepare the employees for advancement. Job security can be reinforced by maintaining transparent communication about the company's health and the company's future plans. So next week, we're going to talk about building a winning company culture, the core pillars for attracting top talent. And there, we're going to hit on three key issues. One, conduct a culture audit, assess the existing company culture by gathering feedback from employees at all levels, whether you're using surveys, focus groups, one-on-one meetings, or interviews, you really want to understand the current cultural landscape. Two, you want to define or redefine your core values based on the audit results. You want to reevaluate or reinforce those core values to ensure that you are clearly communicating those values every day and operationalizing them in your decision-making. And then step number three for next week is going to be, how do you get cultural alignment? So whether that's developing initiatives that align with your defined core values, whether it's recognition programs, collaborative work projects, or commuting community engagement efforts that really resonate with your employees. And I'm going to talk about a project that I'm working on with one of my private clients and we're developing a private company podcast to help reinforce company culture 
as well as employee appreciation and employee development. So as we wrap up this episode, I'm reminded that at the core of engineering success is connection. So the ideal that we engineers, guess what? We're people too. And we thrive when we share our experiences and learn from one another. So I am extending a personal invitation to you. Each of you that are listening, whether you're an engineer, a leader, or someone passionate about personal growth, let's connect. Your story is a valuable part of the Engineer Your Success community, and I would be honored to hear from you. You heard my voice. Now I want to hear yours. You'll find a link in the show notes where you can take an audio survey. So that link is your bridge to me and all of our listeners. Leave a voice message sharing your journey, a challenge you've overcome, a triumph in work-life balance, or an insight that you think could benefit others in winning at work and at home. Your voice has the power to inspire change and drive change. And don't be surprised. If you tune in to an upcoming episode and you hear a familiar voice, yours, sparking conversations and shaping the future of the Engineering Your Success podcast, this is more than just a call to action. It's an invitation to build a tradition of shared wisdom and collective empowerment. I'm going to end this podcast like I end every podcast episode of the Engineering Your Success podcast, and that's this. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And there's a select group of people that actually follow through, do it, and are living the life of their dreams. It is my desire for you to be part of that select few. I want you to be great this week. This is your guide to winning at work and at home, Dr. James Bryant. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life. And it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success.